A few years ago, um, I was doing um, after graduating from college. I got this internship, and uh, it was unpaid, but it was like a dream internship for me. Um, so I had worked for nine months before, and I had saved a little bit money, um, but not enough. And I started. I just decided to pursue the internship because at the time it felt like a really big opportunity. I was unpaid, and of course, it was for three months, and that was followed by four, five months of unemployment. So I had no job for the next four to five months, and of course, the money, it, it, the all my money was exhausted. I had nothing. Now my my family was always there, and later they actually did help me, but I was trying as much as I could to not not ask for for money. So I tried to work for. um indian uh, restaurants you know you do for anyone who has lived in new york you know that there's so many restaurants who will hire you um on cash so you don't necessarily need the paperwork you just go there uh, sometimes you go there only for the weekends if they want you and so i was in the middle of that uh on one in one week i would go to one restaurant the second week some other restaurant wants me in jersey city and i was kind of doing that it was a situation and there was someone who i i liked a lot for the past 3 4 years i think i'm not i don't remember i liked a lot and there was a situation with that person and i wrote them a letter actually a four page long letter uh expressing my feelings and So that person was like, yeah, yeah, okay, fine. I'll come Wednesday and then we can talk about it. I was like, yeah, sure. Now after every day of my internship, what I would try to do is I would try to go to one of these restaurants, and I would try to work the evening shift wherever they needed me. Uh, that helped me make some money, and by that time I only had like zero point three two dollars in my checking account, and I didn't have a savings account. I still remember the number. so i wasn't even looking at it but i had some cash and it just kept me going so i was like yeah fine so my wednesday was empty um i didn't go anywhere i didn't plan i didn't call anyone and the person was like hey i can't come um on on wednesday morning or tuesday evening i don't remember they were like um, you know what uh, let me come uh friday i'll come friday so yeah and before wednesday i think it was monday so friday was the third change in the day and they said um let me come on friday and i was like yeah sure and it really didn't matter me at, um at all matter to me at all it didn't bother me i don't know i was just chill at the time so i was like yeah sure so on friday also i don't call anyone i don't go to work um i don't call any restaurant asking them if there's like an open shift for me because the friday has to be free right this person's going to come to see me um and on friday in the morning when i was i am at my internship still i am texting a common friend and the common friend tells me this guy and another friend another common friend in the group they are going to a uh, to a concert tonight 
so um do you do you want to hang out with us because i don't have anyone else to hang out with and i was like wait what really and i texted this person and i was like i thought you were going to come to see me and this person replied extremely rudely uh really in a very very rude way i don't remember the exact words but something to the effect of yeah so what i got plans my plans changed now what do you want me to do come all the way uh in the opposite side of the city to see you it was something extremely rude at the time is something to the effect of this um and i didn't say anything and i remember feeling i remember feeling this very uneasy feeling took over my heart and i couldn't name that feeling at the time as like it it's not feeling good of course i feel bad that's that's as much as i felt and but you know the the state of mind i was in i was very happy with the internship i felt like this will finally lead to something big in my career and i was like no no i'm sure he has his reasons and all of that and i had had nothing to do in the evening i couldn't just call up and go somewhere so i just joined my other friend for a drink that thing i never processed it because it was so unpleasant the feeling for what had happened that feeling was so unpleasant that i don't think i wanted to deal with it at the time and i didn't know how to label that feeling um but in the past one year i have come up with a label i have figured out what that feeling actually was and that feeling was humiliation i felt extremely humiliated because here i was with 0.32 dollars in my account with no job with i have graduated and i am still doing the same thing that i was doing before graduation that is working in restaurants to make some you know side money um and i am too busy writing love letters to someone who barely made any effort to keep in touch with me after i graduated belly so that itself was an indication of what my place was i just felt very deeply humiliated and ashamed and at the time i was like no 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 i'm i'm cool i'm chill but i didn't i uh, the person that i am today knows how deep humiliation cuts i think success and um periods in your life when you are doing well or when uh, your some endeavor succeeds and everyone's congratulating you that high is a high right but that high wears off as time passes maybe um you get a nobel prize today but you know 5 days from now you have to wake up to the same life and yeah once in a while it might feel good but your your level of happiness uh 
it comes back to the normal over time whereas humiliation that usually does not wear off depending on how deep it has cut you it doesn't wear off that easily in fact with time um for me i didn't even process that as humiliation it's much later when i asked myself why do i feel so much angst and i figured that i feel very humiliated extremely humiliated like i'm nothing like i am a piece of shit like i tried to jump too too out too far out of my league and maybe i shouldn't have done that humiliation stays it doesn't wear off even if it does it takes a much longer time just like pain is a much deeper emotion than pleasure getting humiliated cuts much deeper than being congratulated or being held high to a pedestal for something both are damaging i feel when you're put on a pedestal it's as damaging but humiliation stays with you for a lot longer um and over the years i i came to realize that actually a lot of people in that group um many times i had felt very humiliated when when i was with that group in college for about 4 to 5 years and when i the moment i left college 85 90% of the people in that group i became a stranger to them no one even there was no contact it's almost like you never existed and i remember well into 2 years after graduation 2 and a half years after graduation the kind of effort i kept putting into into these people with very little to no reciprocation and every time i had felt humiliated over those 4 5 years with them where i felt small where i felt like i am not being included i felt a lot of those things i never could identify what it was i could never say hey i'm feeling humiliated because this person said this or this person spoke to me in this tone or this person did this i just felt a lot of shame and i didn't realize the trigger for the shame and i often wonder especially for the past 3 4 years i have thought so hard about this question i have seen the opposite it is not like every human being in life first allows people to severely mistreat them over and over again allows a number of people to mistreat them to humiliate them and eventually realizes that they have to stand up for themselves and they don't need to take shit it's not every human being's story but it's a lot of people so on one hand there are people who um who take humiliation a lot for a lot longer 
and eventually when you reach a certain age in your mid 20s or your 30s suddenly something in you just goes off and you are like what the fuck you don't talk to me like that even if i'm wrong and that a lot of times it doesn't come from just a place of realization a lot of times it comes from a place of angst and bitterness because you have allowed so many people to walk over you it's all it's your bitterness talking whereas there are other people who have seen from the get go yeah of course as you go through life you learn things but they don't have to have so many people mistreat them for so long to to get a sense that they shouldn't be mistreated they are pretty good at holding their own ground from the very beginning uh they don't take shit there are so many p- people i've seen girls and guys who just will not take shit and then there are so many who will take shit any kind of shit that you throw throw at them until they reach their breaking point and then there's just no coming back not because they have finally realized their worth but because they are so full of angst now one very obvious answer is the issue of self esteem and there is truth in that right of course of course from the beginning if you have a low self esteem for whatever reason you will tolerate shit more until you hit a point where you don't want to deal with it and you will constantly seek acceptance from people who for whatever reason they don't want to accept you you know they they don't think you are interesting enough or you're engaging enough you're good enough for them and fair enough because there are always others who want to accept you and you you don't want to go to them so this is a typical low self esteem scenario and it makes sense and then there are people who have a healthy self esteem they don't consider themselves smaller or deficient or less in any way uh, compared to anyone else they don't tolerate um, bullshit yeah fine when you're young and you're a bit innocent you can let things pass more but it's never like yeah you 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 shit on me and you just play with me and i'll just take it i was listening to this interview of um, of a lady an actress and um, she is from pakistan and she was narrating to the interviewer the story of her first marriage she was married to another man it was a second marriage and she was living happily now so it's not like this had been a while that this happened but she just was narrating the story and she was like she's she's narrating that this guy used to beat her black and blue used to beat the shit out of her for 8 9 years and they had two kids together he used to beat her so much she sustained so many serious injuries she was admitted in the hospital and the doctors even the third or the fourth time they said you will die you have to not go back to that man he will kill you the way he is um the way he is abusing your body you will die and even the the lady's parents they were like are you crazy the brother was like i'm not going to let you go back are you crazy 
and she wouldn't listen to anyone she would keep going back and back and back unless until um like something that man did to the child and then she just midnight she she left the place she packed her bags and she left and she never never came back and the host was like why why did you keep going back your family was begging you to come back to not go they were willing to provide you the financial support they were they were with you and she paused for 2 minutes and then she is like you know what i have asked this question to myself several times in in the past few years believe me and then she said in urdu she said um khud kamtari maybe it was khud kamtari khud means self kamtari means lack when you feel a sense of lack when you feel a sense of deficiency you don't feel that you deserve really good behavior from people or respect from people without giving them something in return and sometimes what you give them in return is the right to disrespect you makes a lot of sense but i don't believe that this is the complete answer this is where i wanted to come at i don't believe that this is a complete answer yes self esteem dictates a lot of our decisions in life how we look at ourselves dictates also how we allow other people to behave with us or to not behave with us but it's not the end of the story because i have seen plenty of my friends i have seen more female friends but i'm sure there are enough enough men um who do not come from a place of self esteem uh, lack of self esteem i have seen a friend of mine who is conventionally very good looking and she knows it she's never had any dearth of attention from the opposite sex she always got it and she was very secure in herself and it was like my alter ego i was so full of feeling of deficiency and i could just see her and she is like so okay with herself she doesn't feel that she has to you know cover up all her flaws and she is just so okay and she is not coming from a place of low self esteem but then i see her allowing a guy who clearly is not invested in her i see her just allow him to play with her you know just play with her the way he wants to and he could make her cry at the drop of a hat and then uh, the slightest compliment from him and she would be on she would be on cloud 9 it was and i often felt like how how and i kept telling her you have to stop this because when he finds someone who he really wants to be with he's going to cut you off so you cut him off before that and she didn't she never did and it happened she was cut off and she was not a person and she still isn't a person who has a problem with herself you know uh if you are for example this is a very small example it it can be in many ways if you feel you are deficient in something now if you're you 
grow up in in a place in india and you're very dark skinned there is a very high chance that you will be made to feel extremely um extremely small because of your skin color all your life you will that the same thing can be applied to other physical features if you're very short all your life you will be told that you're short you'll be called names you'll be called a midget i've been called a midget same thing applies to caste if you belong to a lower caste maybe uh inverted commas lower caste that insecurity you you've heard it so many times since your childhood you don't know another way to think it becomes your insecurity and if you poor if you so many things now when perhaps you don't get liked back or you get dumped or you whatever happens that suddenly the worst thing that you think about yourself comes to the surface and you feel like this other person sees that thing in me too they see that i'm so dark they see that i'm i'm short that i'm fat that i'm poor that i don't speak good english that's also an insecurity in india that i'm not successful they see it in me or any other part of the world whatever your insecurity is they see it in me and that's why they don't like me uh for her for my friend she loved herself she still does so the pain of the breakup and the not being able to move past a guy who's just trying to play with you was not related to the fact that it reminded her of her worst insecurities and i kept thinking why in that case it can't just be the self esteem there it's an incomplete story there's a missing link and i often thought to myself are we being taught something wrong in our schools are we being taught something wrong or are we being given something that is only a half truth and there's a saying half truth is worse than a lie and this applies this fits so well here you know mahatma gandhi he is uh, known as the father of the nation and he he was and still is a very revered man in india had a very big role to play in in, in the indian free, freedom struggle um he said and he was a man who i think thought a lot about life and he had a book uh, that he wrote my experiments with truth and i don't don't consider him as a perfect person but i do consider him as a person who had some valid things to say some things that do way he wouldn't he wouldn't say things out of nowhere he wasn't stupid so he said that he um the methods that he co- uh, cooperated in um the methods that he wanted indians to follow to fight the british were non-violence and um and non-cooperation so nobody uses violence against the british because we do not believe in violence and then you do not cooperate but you do not use violence that was his main thing and then once one of the things that he said was that when someone slaps you on one cheek you should turn and point your other cheek at them 
so basically you should offer your other cheek to them when someone slaps you on one cheek offer you the offer them the other cheek i think the point was that goodness and tolerance and uh, patience can triumph evil and intolerance and anger and violence so goodness wins over badness and we've all been taught in school anger cannot be won over by anger injustice cannot be won over by injustice um be patient with people who who hurt you we've all been taught these things is there are these things lies no i don't think so i think there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, truth in those things yes goodness yes you can you can um answer badness evil through through being good and that's the nobler way perhaps but is that the complete truth is it really the complete truth we look at our own lives and we see every single time that we have allowed a bully to keep bullying us what has that resulted in does the person go to bed thinking maybe i shouldn't mistreat this this person again because they allow me to mistreat them so effortlessly i know of someone who again another girl who um she was with someone and then the person moved out of country and when the person when the guy was out of country he did everything he had sex he hooked up with multiple people he had a lot a lot of relationships and this girl kept waiting she did nothing she didn't have relationships she she just waited somewhere maybe in her there was this voice that my goodness will win the guy over or something and at the end of it all after 7 8 years the guy is like listen in case you are waiting we are not going to work out and then the next day he goes on a date with someone and that someone he that's his soulmate he is crazy about that someone and the 8 years are just gone and i don't believe that that girl was coming from a place of low self esteem sometimes people do come from a place of self esteem but sometimes i think certain things have been taught to us which are truths but then there's a lot of missing links in them there's a lot of missing links if you have an abusive spouse and they slap you you think just keep keeping getting abused is going to stop the abuse there's definitely a missing link right you are appealing to that person's conscience basically you are saying that hey i'm so good and i think i was doing that at some level not just was it the self esteem but every time i felt humiliated um i thought that if i be the bigger person if i do not answer anger with anger if i do not answer abuse with abuse um eventually eventually somewhere 
this person's heart will realize that you know she is just another human being and maybe i shouldn't do what i'm doing and ask me how many times that has worked for me in my life please the answer is zero see it it works but then it's very temporary there are a lot of people who will uh, be very arrogant to you when they feel like and when they see that you don't return the arrogance they will be nicer to you but that comp- relative niceness is just because of the fact that they know that you are kind of a sucker so it's very temporary they know that you are one person who will not return abuse for abuse so they just want to keep that window open so that they can come and keep abusing you and that niceness is just their their leeway to that window there is truth see there is truth i can never say that there's no truth in the fact that yes anger cannot be solved with anger hatred cannot be solved with hatred who said it was it abram lincoln uh hatred cannot solve hatred only love can but then how does that love operate how does it operate when it's facing hatred when it's facing abuse what is the meaning of love is the meaning of being a loving person is the meaning keep taking abuse is that the meaning and keep enabling the person who's abusing you who's humiliating you to feel more and more empowered to keep doing that when someone's mean to you when somebody is rude to you for no reason what is how do you love what is loving it's it's not standing up for yourself it's just being nice to them regardless yeah being nice to them regardless sounds like a good idea but more often than not it will just confirm their belief that they can walk away with treating people as if they were less than them see humiliation so my point was a lot of things that we are being taught in schools that we are taught in popular culture in literature they have very little correlationship with our life with our with our real life and a lot of times we learn all these things about life have endless compassion have endless forgiveness have endless of everything but there is practically how to apply that thing in life practically it is so out of it seems so out of our reach and it we are we are taught so less about it that when you try to apply these things um they don't work every time you allow a person to disrespect you they learn that you are the kind of person who is okay with being disrespected every time you let someone humiliate you they learn that they can humiliate you there was another thing that we were told when we were kids and i don't i never hear that quote ever on like in conversations anymore or in on instagram or anything and instagram is so full of like crappy wisdom but i never hear that quote 
द कोड रेड लाइक इन हिंदी इट सेस अत्याचार सहने वाला अत्याचार करने वाले से ज्यादा बड़ा गुनहगार होता है दैट मीन्स अ पर्सन हु टॉलरेट्स इनजस्टिस इज अ बिगर क्रिमिनल देन अ पर्सन हु कमिट्स इनजस्टिस एंड आई रिमेंबर वी वो वेरी यंग वेन वी वी यूज टू बी टोल्ड दिस कोट नेवर टॉलरेट इनजस्टिस हाउ डू दीज टू थिंग्स लिव टूगेदर यू वॉन्ट दिस एंडलेस कंपैशन यू वॉन्ट टू रिटर्न कंपैशन इन रिटर्न फॉर इंसल्ट इन रिटर्न फॉर अब्यूज इन रिटर्न फॉर ह्यूमिलिएशन बट यू डू नॉट वॉन्ट टू टॉलरेट इनजस्टिस बिकॉज दैट्स रॉन्ग एंड दैट मेक्स यू अ बिगर क्रिमिनल इट डजेंट मेक यू अ विक्टम हाउ डू यू रेकनसाइल दीज टू थिंग्स दे आर सो पैराडॉक्सिकल I don't know and I don't think most of our teachers knew that and I don't think they still know. I don't think any one of us knows and without knowing we keep repeating words words that sound very wise and we keep repeating those words and we never know what they mean and somewhere they form subconsciously our idea of what we should do and how we should navigate life. and a lot of times we have lost way too much before we start realizing the discrepancy between what has been fed to us and what life really operates like i am never going to say that all those things you know return love for hatred only love can solve the hatred and not hatred they i i i can never say that they are wrong what i am saying is there is a very important missing link half truth is more dangerous than a lie and we listen to half truths we don't know what that missing link is we try to apply the half truth in our life by tolerating bad behavior and by the time we realize we are bitter and we are full of angst that's it i would really like to find what that missing link is because of course these things are true but the way they are practiced those ways don't really they don't add up the second thing that i really wanted to talk about today is humiliation and like i already said humiliation cuts much deeper than um than success or any feeling of where you feel like any feeling of accomplishment now there is no human being on this planet who has never felt humiliated i don't believe and i could be wrong uh however the degree of humiliation that every person experiences or has had to experience does vary greatly it differs greatly depending on every person's temperament every person's insecurity and then just just your particular situation if you are born dark if you are born with a dark skin in a society that where dark skin is considered ugly and if you've been made to feel ugly and 
you're dark that's who you are there's nothing you can do about it yeah you can try to use fair and lovely but how much is it going to change things if you are short your height just didn't grow it's genetics it's your parents it's your lineage that's just who you are yeah you can work out but you're not going to be like come on if you have a disorder if you have a learning disability that is who you are and you will be humiliated for at some points in your life maybe at maybe more when you are younger and maybe after you cross a certain age people don't really you know it's not that direct i don't know but i think kids they don't have any filter and they are living and then also when you yourself are a kid people have less filter around you they don't anticipate you to fight back so they will say what they want to say now sometimes you get a lottery like you get a genetic lottery or you're just very smart or you're very good you just have your shit together there is no human being who is good at everything and who has it all but there are human beings whose flaws inverted comma flaws are more acceptable in society and less noticeable in everyday life that happens so for example like i said if you're very short if you're very fat if you are very dark in a society where um those things are not liked your so called flaws are flaws that ev- they are visible to all people at all times you can't get rid of it now i can have i can be very rich and maybe i have a flaw where i can easily hide it you know i'm not good at a certain thing i'm not a very organized person or i i can't cook or i have a certain certain physical illness that is a flaw that can be hidden so when i say every person the level of humiliation that they suffer or that they are subjected to not suffer greatly depends on uh, how acceptable your so called flaws are in the society and you see that like if if i ever see a person whether on television or whether in real life sometimes just just by by the way the person is i feel that i f- i can see where it hurts to them even like people very very um, people have accomplished a lot and they have achieved a lot but they had a certain insecurity from their childhood and you can kind of see the remnants of it and those are actually not the remnants the insecurity is still there it's just that so many other things have come to that define that person now and so maybe the insecurity defines them less but it's there it's there so you you feel that this person knows what humiliation feels like a lot of it and i feel that humiliation our most humiliating moments are the moments that have the biggest impact on our personality especially in our earlier lives but then there's no there's no end to it 
I think humiliation is a very powerful tool. And a lot of people they prefer they'll prefer dying than than be utterly humiliated. The case happened with Bill Clinton and Monica Lewinsky, right? And I remember watching one of her TED talks and just watching her interviews. And when that thing blew up in the US, um, like you could, it's almost like you can sense it in the air. The woman has now become like a dirty joke that men they smirk at each other and they, you know, it's like a dirty secret joke that everyone knows, and you are reduced to that, and that is humiliation. That is shame. and she was still in her 20s it was not like she is very very young but also not very old and she said that it took her years of her life now personally i don't i don't know what happens at that level but i'm taking her by her word i'm taking her at the face value she said it took her years to to process that humiliation a nationwide worldwide humiliation anybody who keeps tabs on world news knows who monica lewinsky is and the humiliation that came with being heard the, the dirty jokes everywhere in the world today people are much more aware and there's a there's a section of population that uh, can treat that subject a bit sensitively and not treat it as a dirty joke but imagine like that time the 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 current mentality didn't exist and the good people the respectable people of the society for them she became a dirty joke and the fact that there was a human being behind that joke it completely got washed off So humiliation is a very 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 powerful thing and a lot of times the things about us that we feel humiliated by are the things that shape our personality much more than the things about us that we feel proud of um a lot of times you hear about you hear stories from the LGBTQ uh, community and there are stories of these people who they they say that violence spousal violence partner violence and abuse it is so much more common in our community than it is you know than it should be and a lot of times i feel like if you are someone who a large section of the society doesn't understand and doesn't just treat you like a disease treat you like you know all your life has been a series of humiliations more than much more than i can imagine um there's a lot of bitterness and resentment that comes with that even to the best of people even to the most resilient of people and a lot of times i wonder is it because of that that there's so much angst sometimes you see there's so much desire to rebel again not generalizing but 
so much desire to to get paid attention to because what was rightfully yours was snatched away for you and people invalidated your existence and that's one of the cruelest things you can do to someone i've worked in the food industry in new york um i worked in my college canteen first and then countless indian restaurants um in us and in in new york and in in jersey city and in that business treating you with dignity and respect and kindness it's like the bottom of the priority list it's nobody's it's nobody's priority and i i can think of few other job profiles that and entail as much humiliation as that and as little pay as the food industry generally the food industry especially in a capitalistic place like like new york where you know you're so replaceable there are 10 people standing behind you to get the position and um the owner wants to make the client happy and if it comes at the cost of degrading you they will and i feel like every all those years all those years there have been um countless instances where i felt deeply humiliated mostly by the owners not by clients mostly people are nice one of person you get who's come to the restaurant is really rude again depending on what locality your how what kind of people come but mostly it's the owners who the employees face the maximum abuse at the hands of and in the past one one and a half year i have started to label that feeling as humiliation and all those years it was just like why are the, why are these people so mean man and i only worked part time for those years but there are people who worked in the service industry particularly the food service industry for like 18 years 20 years and then during the pandemic they they quit and they were like we are quitting from a lifetime of humiliation and abuse and i don't even know how they tolerated that but you know sometimes you don't have an option you have children you have to pay your bills so i i diverted from the topic a lot today but um i understand humiliation and sometimes when i see it in someone it could be anything i can kind of um i think i can i may i may be wrong but i feel that i can kind of spot it that this person has been to places where i have been to within themselves places within themselves where i have been to yep that's all i want to say i wish they i wish they didn't teach us things in school that they don't completely fully understand especially things about life bye bye